0: to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the folly of fools, as we pick up in Proverbs, chapter 14, verse 8. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of Fools is deceit Fools mock at sin But among the righteous there is favor Oh, how fools love to mock at sin How much we see today The mocking of sin Oh, I suppose I'm a sinner, you know People mock at it The heart knoweth his own bitterness And the stranger does not intermeddle with his joy The house of the wicked shall be overthrown But the tent of the upright shall flourish There is a way which seems right unto man But the end thereof are the ways of death So, what is the way that seems right to man But ends in death? Is it narrow and is it straight? Or is it broad? Jesus said, strive to enter in at the straight gate, for straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life, and few there be that find it, but broad is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many there are that go in thereat. There is a way that seems right unto man. You hear people today say, well, all roads lead to God, not according to Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. All roads may lead to God, but which God? You see, there's only one path that leads to the Father. There's only one way to the Father, that's through Jesus Christ. So there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. If you are walking in any other way other than Jesus Christ, you're walking in a path that's going to ultimate in death. Separation from God. There's only one way. Jesus Christ. Even in laughter, the heart is sorrowful, and the end of that mirth is heaviness. That is for the man who is walking in the path of death. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. The simple believes every word, but the prudent man looks well to his going. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but the fool rages and is confident. He that is soon angry deals foolishly, how many times we have made foolish mistakes in a fit of anger. We've responded, we've reacted in anger, and we've done foolishly. He that is soon angry, quick tempered, will deal foolishly. You do foolish things with that quick temper. And a man of wicked devices is hated. The simple inherit folly but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil bow before the good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor is hated, even of his own neighbor, but the rich have many friends. He that despises his neighbor sins, but he that has mercy on the poor, happy is he. Do they not err that devise evil, but mercy and truth shall be to them that devise good? In all labor there is profit, but the talk of the lips tends only towards penury. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolishness of fools is folly. A true witness delivers souls, but a deceitful witness speaks lies. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. In the multitude of people is the king's honor, but in want of people is the destruction of the prince. He that is slow to wrath is of good understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalts folly. A sound heart is the life of the flesh. This is an interesting thing. How did Solomon know that? But envy is the rottenness of the bones. Envy can destroy you. A sound heart. It's just life to your flesh. He that oppresses the poor reproaches his maker. But he who honors him has mercy on the poor. If you really honor God, you'll have mercy on the poor. Now, there's much that the Bible says in Proverbs concerning the poor and the attitude that we should have towards the poor and God's attitude towards the poor. Again, you might look that up through your concordance. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath hope, even in his death. You bet I do. A living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Wisdom rests in the heart of him that has understanding, but that which is in the midst of fools is made known. Righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. If I had anything to do about that kind of thing, I would have this over the Capitol, over the Supreme Court, over the White House. I would have this all through Washington, D.C., and in every state capital. this motto, Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. The history of the nation of Israel. Oh, that we could read it and study it and benefit by it because it was all written for our examples. God put the whole thing there as an example to us that we might learn. And what is the lesson to be learned from the history of the nation of Israel? Whenever they honored the Lord and sought the Lord, God blessed them and prospered them and they were strong and they subdued their enemies and they lived in happiness and prosperity and peace whenever they turned from the Lord and turned to the flesh and lived after the flesh. Then they were subjugated by their enemies. They came into bondage and they were destroyed. Oh, how important that a nation be established in righteousness. Righteousness exalts a nation. The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against those that cause shame. Fifteen, I love this first one here. A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. How oftentimes a person comes just raging, and the soft answer turns away wrath. If you rage back at them, then... Get out the gloves, you know, because you're soon going to be going at it. But a soft answer, how it can just mellow out a situation. Oh, God, help us to to respond with soft answers rather than with grievous words which only tend to stir up the whole scene. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright but the mouth of fools just pours out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding evil and the good. Yikes. (laughs) The Bible says that everything is open and naked before him with whom we have to do. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. You cannot hide from God. It is folly to think that you can hide any action from God. I think that we need to have a greater consciousness of thou, Lord, seest me. That we do not hide anything from God. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. You say, oh, I thought that God was too holy as to behold evil. Or to look upon evil. God cannot look upon sin. That word look upon is an implication to look upon it with favor or condoning it. He cannot do that, but he surely sees it. He's not blind. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit A fool despises his father's instruction But he that regards reproof is prudent In the house of the righteous is much treasure But in the revenues of the wicked is trouble The lips of the wise disperse knowledge But the heart of the foolish does not sow The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. Now we've got another thing that's an abomination to the Lord. The sacrifice of the wicked. God isn't interested in any sacrifices that the wicked might offer to him. I think that it is a tragedy when the church goes public to collect funds. Solicits funds from from the public from wicked people, accepts the gifts of wicked people. Because it's an abomination to the Lord, the sacrifice of the wicked. God doesn't need it. He doesn't care for it. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. So the sacrifice of the wicked. Now the way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord. But he loves him... That follows after righteousness Oh how God loves to see you doing the right thing How God loves to see you make the right decision How God loves to see you doing righteousness Correction is grievous to him who forsakes the way And he that hates reproof shall die Now hell and destruction are before the Lord How much more then the hearts of the children of men? In other words, it goes back to God, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Hell and destruction are before the Lord. He understands them. How much more the heart of the children of men, how God understands us. That's not the wonder. The fact that understanding us as he does, he still loves us, that's the wonder. A scorner loves not one that reproves him. Neither will he go to the wise. A merry heart will make a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. The heart of him that has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. All the days of the afflicted are evil, And he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Better is a dinner of vegetables with love than a barbecued ox with hatred. A wrathful man stirs up strife But he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife The way of the lazy man is as a hedge of thorns But the way of the righteous is made plain A wise son makes a glad father But a foolish man despises his mother Now again, Solomon equates, you know, my son He's a wise boy Foolish, that's his mother's son, you know A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish man despises his mother. Folly is joy to him that is destitute of wisdom. When when foolishness is a person's joy, folly is a person's joy, the guy is just destitute of wisdom. But a man of understanding walks uprightly. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. You can establish the purposes. You can figure the way to go. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season. How good it is. Oh, that, that word just, you know, it's so appropriate. Oh, it's so right. How good it is. The word spoken in due season. The way of life is above to the wise that he may depart from hell beneath. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the border of the widow. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord. Now, again, you ought to look up all these things that are abomination to God. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant. He that is greedy of gain troubles his own house, but he that hates gifts shall live. The heart of the righteous studies before he answers, but the mouth of the wicked just pours out evil things. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart, and the good report makes the bones fat. The ear that hears the reproof of life abides among the wise. He that refuses instruction despises his own soul, but he that hears reproof gets understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is humility. He that exalteth himself shall be abased, he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Before honor is humility. Solomon tells us the purpose of a proverb is to know wisdom and instruction to perceive words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom and justice and judgment and fairness, to give subtlety to the simple and to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase his learning. So it's good. Listen, hear, and increase your learning and understanding of the ways of the Lord, the path of the just. Father, we thank you for the instruction and the wisdom and the learning that we can receive. Incline our hearts towards wisdom. Let us seek instruction in thy way. Let us follow after it. Help us, Lord, to avoid the path of the foolish or of the slothful, or of the wicked, that we might walk in the pathway of righteousness and truth, following after thee, serving thee, knowing thee, loving thee. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shall we stand? Your next assignment will be the next five chapters, 16 through 20. So it gives you plenty of opportunity to really uh, study them and to take them to heart and to learn. And I would exhort you, as did James, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. It isn't enough to know. It's important that we follow, that we practice, that we put it into practice in our lives. And in those areas where we're having difficulty in putting it into practice, then let us seek the Lord. If one of these really speaks to you and say, wow, that cuts. Oh, rejoice. God is dealing with you. Now, just don't pass over and say, man, I was really cut last night You know, by that proverb. Oh, boy, it really got me and all and all. And then you forget about it. That's, that's foolishness. But when the Holy Spirit begins to deal with you and say, hey, you're walking in the way of perversity. You're walking in the way of wickedness. You're walking in the way of death. Then listen and turn and say, oh, God, help me. I don't want to perish with the wicked. I don't want to be destroyed with the unrighteous. I want to be with you, Lord, in your eternal kingdom. I need your help. I need your strength, Lord, that I might live righteously, that I might walk in the path of the wise and the just. And seek God's help and seek God's strength and seek God's guidance and let God deal with the issues of your life. Don't hate reproof. Don't scorn instruction, but receive it. That it might be to you the fountain of life. Bring you into his eternal
0: habitations. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Proverbs on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Proverbs 14 through 15 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org.
1: We covet your prayers, even as we will be praying for you and remembering you daily, holding you up before God, that the God of all wisdom might grant unto you wisdom and understanding. And thus, may you grow up into that fullness that God would have you to experience and to know of His grace and of His love of His truth. In Jesus' name.
0: This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California.
2: God is looking for someone that He can use to accomplish His purposes on this earth. The apostles were more than willing to be used by the Lord. So what was it that gave them the certain spiritual characteristics necessary to be used by God? and to be a powerful, godly influence to change the world. Well, in a book entitled The Man God Uses, Pastor Chuck Smith brings the scriptures to life as he examines the book of Acts. He reveals the secret to the apostles' boldness, the five essential components of prayer, and the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. So if you've ever wanted to accomplish more for the kingdom of God and to be an instrument that he can use, then I encourage you to pick up a copy of Pastor Chuck's book, The Man God Uses. To order a copy of this book in print or download a digital copy, please visit thewordfortoday.org or call The Word for Today at 800-272-9673.